Hello, hello, and good morning. Ladies and gents, federal employees, welcome back to yet another episode. And you know what? I just figured out something that I've been doing wrong for the last however many years I've been doing this podcast, this YouTube channel. And that is, most of the time I record these in the morning. That's when I record it. So often when I start this video podcast, I say, hey, good morning, right? But I just realized they're published at 12.30, at least Arizona time. Um, and so probably for most of the United States, it is going to be in the afternoon. And so by the time people are listening to this, it's the afternoon. But for some reason, it just doesn't sound right to say good afternoon. That just sounds too formal, right? So I'm gonna stick with good morning because it just sounds good. It feels good regardless of what time of day it is, okay? So hopefully, maybe you are listening to this in the morning, right? Whether you're, you know, you get up, whatever. I don't know when people listen to my stuff, but um, I hope it is morning, because that's what I'm gonna say, and I'm gonna keep saying it. So, with that intro, without further ado, we're gonna talk about your TSP, how much you've been saving, and how you stack up to your counterparts on the in the private sector, because in the private sector, the TSP doesn't exist. There's things like 401ks, 403bs, those sort of things. The 401k is the most popular savings tool in the private sector. So today I want to talk about, hey, how do, how do you stack up to those in your age range in the private sector in their 401ks? Who has saved more, right? So I'm gonna go over some averages per different ages. Okay, how much have you saved? How much has the average 401k person saved um, up to that point in their career? And where should you be at, right? That's what we're gonna talk about. Okay, how do you compare to the average? What are some of the things you gotta watch out for when you're looking at averages? Because averages definitely aren't perfect. And then, okay, where should you be if you're, let's say, below or above average? Is that where you wanna be? So those are some of the key highlights that we're gonna touch on today. So without further ado, I am going to read off some of the averages when it comes to 401k balances. And when you're thinking about it, you have to think, okay, for me, where am I at? What age band am I in? And am I saving more or less? So if you're on the YouTube channel, I'm going to pop up some pictures. I know we're getting techn technologically advanced, right? We are now going to put pictures on the YouTube channel. Okay, so I'm going to read it off here. So if you're age 20 to 29, okay? The average 20-year-old is saving about 7% of their salary, okay, into their 401k, okay? And their average balance is about $10,000, about $10,500, okay? Something to think about. Now, 30-year-olds, they're saving a little more. They're saving about 8% of their salary, and their average balance is almost forty grand, so $38,400, okay? Next. 40-year-olds, they're saving about 8%. Again, they did not increase how much they're contributing per their salary, but their salary has probably gone up, so they are saving more. And their average balance is 93400 Perfect. 50-year-olds, they're saving about 10%, and they popped up by 2% of what they're saving. That's probably because of the catch-up contributions that you're able to do at age 50, which is great, and in the, in the TSP as well. In the 401k, there's a similar provision, so you can do that in either side. So again, if you're 50, you're almost 50, think about the catch-up. It can be a great way to the, you know, the last stretch before retire to get as much money as you can. So for 50-year-olds, the average balance is $160,000. 
And for 60 year olds, they're now saving 11%, so a little more, and their average is $182,100. Now, it also has data for 70 year olds, and they're actually saving 12% for those that are probably still working, and their average balance is 171,400. And that balance has actually dropped a little bit um, per the 60 year olds, but of, of course, some people are retired in their 70s, um, and some people are retired in their 60s, and so there's, they're drawing down their 401k balances, right? So the, the balance, the average would come down. So that totally makes sense. So what does that mean for you, right? I often do these videos about average, okay, how do you compare to the average? And I think it's interesting, right? I think we all are curious, okay, where do we stack up? Am I doing good? Am I doing not so good? Um, and I think it is interesting, like I said, but I think it is probably not as valuable as we all would like, just because when you look at averages, there's some issues. There's some issues because there are very, very, very high balances in the TSP and in 401ks, okay, where there's the millionaires, where they have millions and millions, some have multiple millions of dollars in their TSP and their 401ks, and then they have those that really have zero, right? And so you have these really, really skewed results of one person that has, let's say, $5 million in their 401k is going to skew the average dramatically. And then you may have tons of people down at the very, very low end of having next to nothing, right? And so averages may not be that representative of what we're actually talking about. That's, that's the only thing I want to say is, hey, it, it may not be that representative of people in your age group. It, it's a good place to start, and I think it's interesting, and that's why I'm sharing it. That's why I always share the averages. Um, but again, it's just a place to start. The next place to go is, okay, I may be higher or lower than the average. What does that mean for me? How much do I actually need in retirement or by the time I retire so that I can have the retirement that I want? Because 401ks, TSPs, the reason they're there is so that you can retire the way that you want. Because honestly, the TSP or 401ks are incredibly powerful. And because the other types of retirement income that people often have, like your pension, like social security, they're fixed income. Meaning, once you retire, there's not a whole lot you can do to change them, right? And of course, you can decide when you take social security, that's a big one, right? But once you start, I mean, you can't change those numbers very easily, right? So let's say something comes up in your life where you need some extra money. Well, you can't call for a little extra from your pension. You can't call for a little extra from social security. You can't do that. But your TSP, your 401k, wherever your money's sitting, your IRA, has flexibility. Where you can choose how you invest it, you can choose how you spend it, and so there is that element of flexibility that is so, so powerful. So the TSP and the 401ks, IRAs, they're incredibly important for retirement. The question is, hey, how much do you need to have, right? And it's hard to know, it's hard to know, but again, Fidelity has some great research into this, and I'm going to go through again, and on, on the YouTube channel, I'm going to put up a picture of kind of what they say is how much you should be saving per your age, and how much you should have saved by a certain time, okay? And again, this is a rule of thumb, and if you've listened to me for long enough, you know that I, while I think rules of thumb are a good starting point, they should never be the end of the conversation. Never, 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 okay? So, Fidelity says, hey, by the time you're 30, you should have saved about one times your salary. So if your salary is $50,000, $50, $50, 
then you should have saved $50,000 by the time you're 30. Now, by the time you're 40, they say, hey, have three times your salary. By the time you're 50, six times your salary. By the time you're 60, eight times. By the time you're 67, 10 times. Now, I totally understand most federal employees actually retire before 67. Some retire at 67 or later, that's totally fine. But some people, of course, retire much, much earlier. So you kind of have to adjust it accordingly. So again, quick example, if your salary was 50K, then by 30, you would want to say 50K. By 40, three times your salary, so 150K, and then up, up the way. Um, and of course, as always, I have an article associated with this. So if you're on the podcast and you want to see the charts, you want to see the visuals, check that out. It's a great place to start. So now that we have that, now that we know what Fidelity thinks that you should have, let's say again, you have 50, you know, your salary is 50K. And so Fidelity says, hey, by 67, you need to have half a million dollars saved. So the next question is, hey, if you don't have half a million dollars saved, or maybe you have more than half a million, what does that mean for your retirement? Can you retire? Can you not retire? Where are you at, right? And the question, it's a hard question because it totally depends. It totally depends. And I've said this a million times, and I have seen people with lots of money come to me, we run numbers and say, ah, I don't think it's gonna work. It's not gonna work. Where you need to work longer or you need to lower your expectations of retirement, right? And I've seen people come with me, come to me who have far fewer resources, right? Far fewer savings, right? Not as much in their TSP. And we help them run the numbers, we help them go through everything, and based on their what they're trying to spend in retirement, the numbers work and they can retire. Right? So it's not about how much you have. Well, it is in part, but it's about what's the whole picture? We gotta look at the big picture. What is your pension? What is your social security? What is your TSP? What, do you have any other investments? Did your spouse have a pension? Would you have rental properties? How do they all play into a picture where after taxes, after everything comes out of these things, you can live and retire the way that you want? That's the goal, right? That is the goal. So. Whatever dollar amount it comes out to, it's gonna be different for everyone. Everyone has a different idea of what they want to do in retirement, what they want to spend in retirement, and what other income sources that they're gonna have in retirement, right? So, a great place to start, and I've mentioned this before, is the 4% rule, right? And I've had a whole video on some of the downsides of the 4% rule, some things to look out for, but again, I think it's a great place to start, right? I don't think people should ignore the 4% rule. I'm just saying, hey, um, it's not perfect. No rule of thumb is perfect, right? So it's a great place to start though. So for example, let's say you have half a million dollars saved by retirement. Let's say the 4% rule says, hey, you can spend 4% of your initial account value for the rest of your life and the odds of you running out of money is very slim. And this is a very summarized version of the 4% rule. I'm gonna keep it very, very simple here. Um, so basically, half a million dollars, you can spend spend $20,000 a year, um, and you can crank that up for inflation every year, um, and obviously you run out of money very, very slim. So that's a great place to start. Let's say you're approaching retirement. What amount of money do you have in your TSP? Times that by 4%, and that is the dollar amount that it can likely provide to you um, for the rest of your life, right? And if that dollar amount is something that looks good, then hey, great. But again, think about taxes, right? So a $500,000 portfolio might provide $20,000 
of pre-tax money, but after you take out taxes, well, what does that look like then? Maybe 15K, right? Maybe 60, depending on what tax bracket you're in, it depends. So think about that as well. So you have to kind of start with your goals, start with what you're trying to do, what you're trying to create in retirement, and then work backwards from there. Okay, I want this to happen. What do I need to make that happen? Whether it's increase my pension by working longer, whether it's increase my pension by getting the bonus you get at age 62 in 20 years, whether it's, hey, I need to put more into my TSP, whether it's, hey, I'm turning 50 this year, I need to do catch-up contributions, whatever it is, you have to work backwards to know, okay, this is the retirement, this is the amount per month I want. That's a great place to start. Say, hey, right now, for example, look at what you're spending right now. Say, hey, right now, I'm spending five grand a month, or 10 grand a month, or three grand a month, wherever you're at, or 20 grand, whatever it is. What am I spending now? How much do I want in retirement? And most people, it's about the same, right? They, don't, they generally don't want to spend dramatically more, and they definitely don't want to spend dramatically less. It's about what you're spending now. So what are you spending now? What are you spending? And how do you create about that amount of money in retirement? That's a great place to start. Great place to start. And things might change in retirement. Maybe you pay off your mortgage. Maybe you move to a lower tax state. There, there's variables, right? But it's a great place to start. So start. Regardless of where you're at in your retirement planning process, just start somewhere and get going. Get an idea of where you're at, and then the rest of it will become clearer as you start stepping. If you haven't really started the process, it can be scary. There's a lot of things to think about, but you have to start. And by listening to this, by watching this, it's a great help and hopefully a kickstart for you to make sure that you take the next step to be prepared. So that's all about your TSP. That's about how you might compare to the 401k balances of the world, the private sector counterparts that you might have. And I hope that's helpful. Hopefully that's interesting and gives you an idea of where you should be for retirement. Again, I wish I could tell you, hey, you had to have exactly this amount of money and you could retire confident. Well, it depends. It depends. Use the 4% rule. Use some of these rules of thumb to get an idea for where you're at and to see how close you are. And that can give you an indication of, hey, I just need to do better or I'm doing pretty good right? Those are the two things that often happen is, hey, I'm in a good spot or maybe not the best spot. And then you need to adjust from there. So I'm done. That's it for today. Have a great rest of your day and I'll see you next